This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. If you're constantly on the hunt for a good deal, then you need Rakuten. Rakuten is the smartest way to save money when you shop because members get cash back at over 3,500 stores across every category, including fashion, beauty, electronics, home essentials, traveling, dining, and more. You're already shopping at your favorite stores. Why not save while you're doing it? It's a no-brainer. Get the Rakuten app now and join the 17 million members who are already saving. Cashback rates change daily. See Rakuten.com for details. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Your cashback really adds up. Graduation is a sweet occasion, but finding the perfect gift can be a bitter struggle. MMS.com has a solution personalized M&Ms. Just imagine the look on your grad's face when they receive a custom candy creation featuring their school's colors, name, and even their photo printed right on some M&Ms. It's a thoughtful way to celebrate their accomplishments and make the occasion even more special. Visit MMS.com to create your own personalized gifts and party favors for graduations, weddings, birthdays, and more. That's MMS.com. Use code WONDERY to receive 15% off your next order. Tonight, Larry King's secret will. We never finalized our divorce. Why his wife was cut out and her fight for a piece of his fortune. I believe he's still around us and I can feel him. Then, the Chris Harrison controversy. What's next as the longtime Bachelor host apologizes again? Plus, Harry and Meghan, baby on the way, and a tell-all with Oprah, the royal reaction from London. These sit-down interviews that the royals have given have only ever backfired. Plus, another Harry, all loved up. Watermelon sugar. Why new photos of Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles prove things are serious. Then, is the sexiest man alive also the most romantic? Michael B. Jordan, surprise for girlfriend Lori. And are Megan Fox and MGK trying to be the next Angelina and Billy Bob? It was just magical. E.T. starts now. A little more than a year before his death, Larry King scribbled out a will. But instead of clarity, those final wishes have created confusion mm-hmm. and lots of controversy. Yeah, confusion, controversy, and now a family battle instigated by his wife, Sean King. Clearly, I think this is going to get pretty ugly. We were partners in every sense of the way. Sean drew the battle lines today in this new court filing over her late husband's fortune. It's Sean versus King's eldest son, Larry King Jr. And it's all focused on this unusual letter, a secret handwritten will. It's very strange. It's a very strange thing to do. We showed it to law and crime legal analyst Rachel Stockman, who says the document raises a lot of questions. You can see a portion of it. He crossed over 
But if this upholds, it is clear that he essentially cut his wife, Sean, out of his will. The hard-to-read new will says that King wanted his five kids to get all of his estate and divide it equally. Last year, two of his children passed away, leaving just Larry King Jr. and King's two sons with Sean, Chance and Cannon, who reportedly stand by their mom. Another factor, the timing. The handwritten will is dated October of 2019. Just two months earlier, Larry filed for divorce from Sean after 22 years together. We never finalized our divorce. I, in my heart, didn't think it was really gonna happen and I just never did. She's likely gonna argue that Larry was under some kind of undue influence, that someone was trying to pressure him or alternatively, that he wasn't of sound mind for whatever reason when he wrote this. So how much might be at stake? Well, one report puts the broadcaster's fortune at around $50 million. In a court filing, Sean stated that in 2018, Larry's gross monthly income before taxes was $1,900,000. And there's another twist in today's filing. Sean claims she recently found the broadcaster had a secret account which benefited Larry Jr. There's a lot of unanswered questions here that I'm sure will come to light as this case makes its way through court. Now to another late legend, Cicely Tyson. Today, Tyler Perry and the Clintons were among the attendees at her private memorial service in Harlem. Miss Tyson's casket arrived yesterday at her longtime church for a public viewing. Hundreds of fans lined up around the block I flew all the way from Los Angeles, California, just to be here for this moment. I spoke to Gail King, whose last interview with Miss Tyson aired two days before she passed. You know, at 96, you can't say death is unexpected. So on one hand, you know, I grieve her passing. On the other hand, I celebrate her life. Celebrate and never forget. And by the way, her book, Just As I Am, is phenomenal. It is now part of her lasting legacy. All right, meanwhile, The Bachelor hoped to change its legacy by casting Matt James, but now the show is knee-deep in a controversy as the face of the franchise, Chris Harrison, is taking a break. Again, ladies, thank you all. After 19 years as Bachelor host... Take a moment, say goodbyes. Chris is saying goodbye, at least for now, after his controversial comments about race. Is it a good look in 2018 or is it not a good look in 2021? Harrison apologized for a second time over the weekend. In a post on Instagram, he wrote that he's deeply remorseful and ashamed. He also told viewers, quote, I will be stepping aside for a period of time and will not join for the After the Final Rose special. The controversy wasn't addressed on last night's episode of The Bachelor, but the frontrunner, Rachel Kirkinell, who Chris defended in an interview with Rachel Lindsay for attending an Old South party, made it to the final four. When I'm not around you, I'm thinking about you. Chris has stepped aside, which I think is the right decision, and he needs time. He needs to step away to do that. Much of Bachelor Nation has rallied around Rachel, who told CNN's Don Lemon she's eager to see what's next. We're seeing this in not one, but now two apologies, and with him acting by stepping aside. So we'll see where we go from here. We'll see what's learned. There is much to learn, and these will be important conversations in the future. All right, now, usually on Tuesdays, we're talking about The Bachelor in the Roses and Rosé room with Lauren Zima, but she got stuck in the Midwest snowstorm, so she is joining us on Zoom right now. Hey, Lauren. Hi, Kev. Yes, I'm stuck, um, but I wanted to call in because every week on Roses and Rosé, we have these playful conversations, and it is the time to put that on pause right now. We want to make sure we're focusing on the much more important conversations that do need to be had 
So putting it on pause and focusing on the Bachelor news that we need to cover. And there is a lot of news that needs to be covered along with the important conversations that will be had when you get back. All right, let's move on to Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's big news. They'll soon be a family of four. They look completely happy in their back garden. And, you know, the photograph was taken by their friend, Masan Harriman, uh, using an iPad while he was in the UK. No due date was announced for Sussex baby number two. The little brother or sister to Archie just might be the only sibling he'll ever have. Harry has said he wants to have just two children as part of their bid to save the planet. The Valentine's Day weekend announcement had a very subtle and very sweet nod to Princess Diana. Well, it's rather poignant that Harry and Meghan chose to make the announcement of their pregnancy over the Valentine's weekend, because that was also the weekend that Diana chose to announce the news of her pregnancy with Prince Harry. Harry and Meghan have been nesting in their Montecito mansion with Archie. We are just trying to embrace all of the quality time we get with our son right now and to not miss a single moment of his growth and development, which has been really special. And talk about the big get every network wanted. CBS will air an Oprah Winfrey sit down with Meghan and Harry for a 90 minute primetime special airing March 7th. Yeah, this is a big deal. I know I've wow. been working on the questions all weekend long. I'm told that nothing is off limits. Nothing. Nothing is off limits. All right. okay. She can ask anything she wants. So a lot of people wanted this interview. I'm so glad that we got it. Now that they are non-working members of the royal family, Harry and Meghan aren't obliged to run anything they do past the palace. In fact, I think the first the palace heard about it was when the press got wind of it. Oh, congratulations! I thought you were going to do Hercules, Hercules. I could. <laughs> Harry, Meghan, Harry, Meghan. Another Harry, meanwhile. <laughs> Harry Styles is doing pretty good when it comes to the relationship department. Yeah, indeed. Olivia is still wild about Harry, and that kicks off tonight. No one tells. Here's the new photo of the couple in matching white hoodies on the final day of shooting Don't Worry Darling. Olivia gushing about her boyfriend, saying he jumped on board with humility and grace and blew us away every day. Breathe me in. On Valentine's Day, Olivia moved multiple suitcases from her and ex-Jason Sudeikis' place over to Harry's. But a source tells ET their romantic relationship isn't going to get in the way of doing their job. And it's a boy for Game of Thrones co-stars turned husband and wife, Kit Harington and Rose Leslie. They were seen out today in London for the first time with their newborn son in an infant carrier. No name has been released, but a rep tells ET the new parents are very, very happy. Next, are Megan Fox and MGK headed for the altar? Machine Gun Kelly really did make her his bloody valentine, posting a pic of the actress's blood encased in his necklace. Remind you of anyone? <laughs> Billy Bob and Angelina were married when they did it, and a source tells ET an engagement could be in Megan Fox and MGK's future, and same with having kids together. As for Michael B. Jordan and Lori Harvey. Now, do y'all stay on him about when you're gonna get married, when you're gonna have a family? It's always just like the check-in, right? <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. What's everything going? I like that. A source tells ET some family members think Lori is everything they could have hoped for him to find. Things have gotten serious fast, but there have been no red flags. Lori hit Manhattan in a dramatic long white fur coat just a day after her man of several months surprised her with a crazy romantic Valentine's dinner. <laughs> renting out an entire aquarium filled with rose petals and candles.
Ah, uh, new love on a first Valentine's Day. I love it. Well, now to TV news and the murder mystery at the Cecil Hotel. I do believe in ghosts. Inside Netflix's number one show, our exclusive with the man who was accused of killing a hotel guest. Whoa, I mean, this is not good. Then, The Rock for President. The White House will never be the same. What he just revealed about a big political move. Plus, Bear Grylls' wildest adventure yet, chased by a lion strangled by a snake. But what's the one adventure he'll never try? Count me out. Hey everyone, it's Kevin Frazier from Entertainment Tonight. You know what? If you enjoy listening to our ET podcast, guess what? You'll really enjoy watching the TV show. Tune in every weeknight for all the late-breaking entertainment news. Check your local listings for where ET airs in your market or go to etonline.com. Oscar winners Ron Howard and Brian Grazer have a hit on their hands. They're the producers of the chilling documentary Crime Scene. The Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel. Now, over the years, lots of guests who checked into the real-life place have not checked out. The hotel's former manager opened the door for our Lauren Zima. I think at some point you say something like 80 deaths happened while you were there. Let's just say, you know, maybe over 80 suicide and overdoses. But for the most part, I mean, these were older people that passed away. With the four-part docuseries hitting number one on Netflix, there's renewed interest in the 2013 true crime death of Elisa Lam. After being seen in this chilling elevator video, she was found dead inside a rooftop water tank. Something wicked Who happened. did that to her? Musician Pablo Vergara was wrongly accused by internet sleuths for Elisa's death because his music video seemed to show him attacking a young girl. We spoke with him exclusively in New York. Alisa Lam was Chinese, and the lyrics talk about a girl dying in water. When you see your name and your picture and your video on the TV news station and it says that you're a suspect killer, you're like, whoa, I mean, this is not good. They were just out for blood. Death threats and bullying continued for years. Pablo hopes the vanishing at the Cecil Hotel will finally bring closure. Me and Elisa, we're connected. I saw it in the news. It's her picture next to Harry's mind. You know, I'm still trying to decipher what the whole story behind it, the universal thing, maybe. Now, the hotel was declared a historical landmark in 2017. It's currently closed for renovations and is expected to reopen in late 2021. All right, here's a show that's open for business right now. Make way for Young Rock. Everything you see in this series is true. Dwayne Johnson's life story turned into a TV comedy, What Was Off Limits? Me and my therapist, we could work on that later. And how Keenan's kids are inspiring the SNL star's new series. She was turning in her homework in Invisible Ink. That is not all right. Then, Happy Gilmore turns 25, which you never knew about the showdown between Adam Sandler and Bob Barker. I don't want a piece of you. I want the whole thing. Oh! I mean, y'all, Dwayne The Rock Johnson took a daddy and me walk with his two-year-old baby girl, Tiana. He captioned the moment, every man wants a son, but every man needs a daughter. I'm surrounded by estrogen and I wouldn't have it any other way. I love. But in his new sitcom, it actually looks like Dwayne's future may find him surrounded by another team, the Secret Service. In the series, you're running for president. That's how it starts off. 
Dwayne Johnson for the 2032 U.S. presidential race. Are the people ready? They are not ready. This year, we've seen you be even more vocal than ever in the political ring. Where is our leader? Do you think about it? I, I, I would do what the people would want me to do. I will just leave it at that in the future. So when that time comes, uh, I'll do what is what I feel is right by the people and what they tell me. They feel. I see it for you. They, I don't know if the White House will ever be the same. So is that a yes? Well, we'll see what happens on Dwayne's new NBC series, Young Rock. It's a comedic look back at his life growing up as the son of a pro wrestler and the events that shaped his life. I'll have your finest tequila. No. Once we decided that the time periods of my life that we were going to show, 10 years old, 15 and 18, mm -hmm. you know, that time period for me, I had already been arrested multiple times. Yeah. I was trying to find my way. I was doing a lot of things I shouldn't have been doing. Was there anything that you said, this is off limits? I was really careful to make sure that if we are gonna tell stories, so for example, um, I bought my first car from a crackhead. I, I have to I'll admit that when I was 15 years old. But so there's stories like that, that we, I made sure that everything you see in this series is true. There's a cast full of newcomers playing The Rock and his family in the series, but Dwayne's mom had her own ideas about who she wanted to portray her. And this is the truth. She goes, oh, I already have an actress in mind. I said, who? She goes, J-Lo. I went, J-Lo. She goes, oh, absolutely. And I started laughing so hard. Now, of course, J-Lo's a good friend of mine, but I thought it was a joke. She stared at me and was like, no, J-Lo. <laughs> it's been about a year now since you lost your dad. What do you think he would say about the series? He would, uh, I really wish you could have seen this. Yeah. We had a complicated relationship that was full of tough love, but there was love there. And you know, he passed away suddenly, but he was aware that we were doing this and he was excited. But we do have a chance to remember the good stuff and talk about the good stuff. You know, the not so good stuff, I'll leave on my own for me and my therapist. We could work on that later. <laughs> yeah, don't we all have some stuff? Now, right after Young Rock is the premiere of Keenan, the SNL star pulling double duty and racking up those frequent flyer miles too. Oh, maybe just one more hug. You know, I'm all about the hug life. <laughs> How are you handling this schedule of trying to do this and SNL both? I doubt we will ever do it again, but it was fun. At the moment, you know, I'm all about it because I'm going from one loving environment to another. Keenan is splitting time between his SNL family in New York and his Keenan family in LA, not to mention his own family. Being a girl dad has, you know, been one of the big highlights of my life so far. Keenan has two daughters in real life, just like on Keenan, premiering tonight on NBC, where he's raising two girls with the help of his father-in-law, Don Johnson. And it's only a matter of time before art imitates life. My daughter recently, we haven't worked it into the episode yet, but she was turning in her homework for like a few days in invisible ink. And that is not all right. <laughs> Keenan's SNL co-star Chris Redd plays his brother. Gary, you good to drive? No, but I'm up for the chance. Nope. I'm always calling him my big brother, and now he, I get to play his little brother for real. And Kimry Lewis plays his boss. I ain't gonna give you the whole cow, give you a little bit of milk. I think there's there's definitely some tension between uh, Keenan and Mika, for sure. And I'm just giving out all the congratulations today, y'all, because Miss Kimry Lewis got engaged over the weekend. Congratulations, sis. By the way, let's keep with our SNL fam, because Adam Sandler is celebrating a comedy milestone. Happy Gilmore. Come on. A classic, yeah. right? It opened 25 years ago today. And of course, E.T. was on set for the iconic showcase showdown between Adam and Bob Barker.
man? You want a piece of me? I don't want a piece of you. I want the whole thing. Bob Barker refused a stunt double. Why? Because I win the fight. That's why I wanted to be in this picture. I studied karate with Chuck Norris for eight years. He always whipped me. But I got Adam. So was it like getting beaten up by Bob Barker all day? Did you ever think this would happen when you were a kid watching the show? You know, when I was a kid watching the show, I kind of knew this would happen. <laughs> I think you've had enough. It was also Modern Family's Julie Bowen's big screen debut. I remember doing Happy Gilmore so clearly and thinking to myself, wow, I'm wearing lingerie and carrying two pitchers of beer. I hope my dad doesn't ever see this. And it turns out it's my dad's favorite thing I've ever done. And today, Adam proved that when it comes to that iconic swing, he's still got it. It's been 25 years since I've done this. That movie's a classic mm -hmm. now. Michelle's a golfer. Have you have you ever done the Happy Gilmore swing? Is that my swing? Were you recreating my golf swing? <laughs> it is a work in progress. I think you were shading me, buddy. It's but a work I'm in a, progress. Listen, I'm a Bobby Boucher kind of girl anyway. Oh, stop it. Now. Yes, indeed. All right, coming up, Bear Grylls' wild new ride, why he wants you to choose his fate. Hey everyone, it's Kevin Frazier from Entertainment Tonight. You know what? If you enjoy listening to our ET podcast, guess what? You'll really enjoy watching the TV show. Tune in every weeknight for all the late-breaking entertainment news. Check your local listings for where ET airs in your market or go to etonline.com. This is not where I thought I'd be sleeping. <laughs> Bear Grylls is famous for taking stars on the adventure of a lifetime. Yeah, he is. But now he is taking viewers along with a choose-your-own-adventure interactive film. That is my kind of wild oh, life whatever. encounter, where you can just sit on the couch, <laughs> relax, and enjoy the ride. Take care, everybody. Nice. Here we go up this tree. We'll go under the truck. My family saw some of the clips. They were like, tell me that CGI. It's all real, you know. Restrictor. Why you try and fight Animals on the Loose, You versus Wild, dropped today on Netflix, but could his ultimate challenge be a real-life competition show? I do get asked to do a lot of shows, and I take it as a great compliment, and I'm hugely grateful. But the answer is always no. I know my limitations. Count me out. If you like entertainment tonight, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert, and I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. And how long have you been the, the producer of this? We've been doing this for two years now. Okay. And and what is it like to attempt to uh, get feedback from me about the podcast? Be honest about how quickly I respond to emails. You actually respond to emails surprisingly fast. Really? I, I think you might be the only person I respond to. <laughs> I respond to quickly. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. I expected I expected you to lay into me. Well, this was over the strike period. Oh, I had time. Yeah. See, that, that, does, that doesn't count. <laughs> Sure, I responded to everything because responding to you, putting reruns up on the podcast was like a form of employment. Yeah. And I felt like I had something to get up for every yeah. day. So thank you for that. 
Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts. 